0: I invite you to find a place of safety, a place of calm, a place of centeredness for you. And in doing so, it's encouraged to express yourself in your personal authenticity, this expression of your uniqueness, allowing your genius to take hold with one breath in and one releasing breath out. And through this breath exercise, the breathing will evoke your individual creativity, allowing yourself to consider what makes you genius. Breathing in and breathing out. We all carry a unique quality that explores your passion, thirst for life, and creative process. Allowing yourself to take it in and letting it out. With each breath, I encourage you to find your center, your authentic path. Be it walks on the beach, trails in the wilderness, or the altitude of a mountain, you know exactly where you find your center. Breathing in and breathing out. And in doing so, continue to paint the picture of what makes you genius. Breathing in and releasing out. And as you come back into your body, allowing this creative process to take hold and walk with you throughout the day. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today, we're going to revisit part two with Finn and Bridget, you're going to hear from them and get a deeper understanding and appreciation for what could be a joint journey, all the while respecting and cultivating their unique experiences under the same journey. You'll hear them talk about wonderful ideas of connection, love. An appreciation for each other and yet one of the most important things that i heard was a sense of respecting their autonomy
1: i really believe that what i what i experienced was we don't need anything else now that doesn't mean that we may not want to have other experiences in the future together whether it be with substances or other adventures that we want to have who knows what that may be, but what I was left with was that we didn't need anything else. And I think in, in my, my experience as a human being, I've always wondered what's the next day? What are we doing next? What are, you know, what, what are our goals? What are we going to accomplish? What are we, we going to see? What are we going to do? There's not enough time for everything. And I think what I experienced is the fact that we don't really, we have everything that we need now. It, it's great to have additional experiences. We want to have those, but I don't need another experience in the future. And what's amazing is we can tap into the experience that we already had and go back to it whenever we we want to. When I need clarity, I can go back to that experience and feel that too.
2: Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes and yes and yes to that. One of one of the things that I have learned is that there is nothing more delicious, more satisfying, more sensual, more enticing, more expansive than being connected to Finn. When we are connected, I just gotta say, it's just nothing like I've ever experienced before. And that deep, deep level of connection is something that I think is Something we have to be conscious about because we live in chaos. We live with electronics. We have, you know, supercomputers in our pockets and purses. And, you know, we're distracted a million different ways. And so you have to be really, really, really purposeful about it and mindful about it. And you have to want it. But I have to say, once I have tasted of this nectar within this man's eyes, I just want more of it. And that, that is the experience of all experiences and I have that now and I don't need anything to bring me to that except to be present with my beloved my partner
0: yeah and the prudent psychedelic psychologist that I am always loves the space between because it really amplifies and highlights what's already within you as like the inner healer. And I hear that both from Finn and you, Bridget, this we're polishing off, we're doing experiences, we're connecting, and we're acknowledging that the medicine was a spontaneous catalyst for things that are now reassured. Yes, yes absolutely. And so going into it deeper and Unpacking that for just a moment, what are the things that as you look into the nectar of each other's eyes, as you eloquently said, Bridget, that you want to poignantly mark to your partner today with or without any psychedelic or mind-altering substance?
1: Bridget?
2: You want me to go first? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I can go too. I, I, I don't want to feel like I was always playing drugs, <laughs> but I can't. Uh, and what was profound to me was the fact that you, you can have a, you can, you can have a, a, a cerebral understanding of love. You can have a cerebral understanding of the person that you're with, but, and you can even, you have the emotion of that connection and that you love your beloved. At the same time, I think with the experience, what it's done for me is taken that much deeper. It's a, it's a sense of feeling that I still don't know if I can describe it. And it's certainly,
0: sometimes it's not even describable, right? No,
1: no, are uh, not necessary. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, when, whenever we see each other now, we're, we hug closer, we kiss deeper, we, Hold hands even more. And we used to do all of those things before and a lot. But it it goes it, it goes beyond just wanting the reassurance of a touch. It's a, it's a feeling of I want to be with this person all the time. And I choose to be with this person that I love deeply. And I love more than my own existence. I, I think that's what it's it, it did for me was take my love to another level that I don't think I've I understood was possible.
0: So beautiful.
2: Definitely beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much for those words. <laughs> um, for me now, I I guess I knew we, had, we were missing that connection and why I was seeking, why I was looking for how can we, you know, nip this in the bud. And when I say nip this in the bud, I'm talking about I lack connection maybe for three weeks because I don't like to let things go too far. <laughs> We're not talking about connection like forever.
0: <laughs> Vigilant and disciplined. I love it.
2: And I missed I missed him so much because for me, when I look into Finn's eyes, I see his soul and it's his all his light, his spirit, the essence of him inside that just absolutely captivates me. And I have that back. And so when I look into his eyes, it is, it's this feeling of ecstatic completion, too, in a way. And I'm not saying in some sick, sad way, like, oh, you know, you complete me. I'm nothing without you. Not like that. Instead, it's just cosmic icing on the cake is all mm. they can say. And when you're someone, like, I'm someone who I don't like to settle for mediocre on anything. Finn will tell you this. If I do anything, it's all the way or I don't do it at all. And it's the same with relationship. And it's not to say that we don't have disconnected moments in our day. Of course, you know, you're busy, you're in an office, or you're dealing with kids, you know? Yeah, you can't, you're not there all the time. But I think, Ryan, you mentioned these spaces in between. We know how to get there. We know how to grab that connection. And we know we are aware when we are disconnected. And that's really important, I think. The awareness is key. And then having the tool to reconnect is imperative to achieving this level of relationship that we're at now post this, you know, wonderful opportunity that we had. And so, I, you know, it's it's hard because I, I feel like we're talking like, oh, my God, our relationship. This is so amazing. <laughs> but But it is. And. We work at it. This is, I think, mean, we work at it because we're both fully invested in not wanting to have an average relationship. We had those before, and they just were lackluster and lifeless and boring because we couldn't get the other person to want to connect at that level. And both of us started this relationship wanting that. So that's been easy for me to suggest things to Finn because we came together with that desire to have an extraordinary experience as a couple, because life is short. And we have these bodies that we're in for so long. So let's play together as two souls, you know, navigating this world of experience together.
1: And, and I, I would say too, I think, you know, the, one thing that I I know it, it, it's a conscious decision to disconnect from, the crazy world around us, even if it literally I can I can walk out of having five hours or six hours of meetings now, I can leave the office, come come to the house, you know and literally it, it's a it's a light switch in between and and I can be present before I consciously wanted to have a connection and I consciously wanted to have a great relationship and I did my best, but often other things got in the way. And the unconscious would always come up the unconscious disconnection, because I was thinking about far too many things at at one time, trying to do everything all at the same time. So I was unconscious, even though I was thinking I was conscious. And now I can consciously let that part of me go and, and be connected immediately when we're together. And also, too, I found at work I can be far more conscious and aware of what's going on in meetings and working with others versus the unconscious reactions I have. I mean, think of it kind of like an animal, right? You, you are you're so unconscious that you simply react to things. And now, instead of reacting immediately, I think about a little bit more of my reaction and know I don't have to answer right this second. I can take a some time to think about it and 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 go on with my day before I answer I'm in control and I think a lot of times we all get into a period in our life where things are out of control and we're trying to control it and all it does is just spin the wheel faster and faster out of control and so now is that ability to be to control my consciousness and be connected
0: in all aspects of my life that is an undercurrent of what I also hear from both of you, a deep sense of humility walking into this relationship, that you are both humble to hear suggestions, to receive advice, or directions, or any kind of conversation. And that humility is just oozing out of this conversation. Well, absolutely. We both
1: as, as Virgit would share, we probably made every mistake that's possible in relationships in the past. We probably made every mistake almost possible in our own relationship too. And we've, 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 we've had our ups and downs in the past. We've screwed things up. You know, I, I don't want people to to hear this conversation and think, oh, everything is perfect for these people. Everything must be great. And <laughs> what not? Nah, you know, we, we have run the gamut of, of everything together. But I do think one of the special things about our relationship that we we did always have in our relationship was the fact that um we really wanted the best for each other. We we did have that hollowness, that humility that it wasn't just about us. And even when we forgot and sometimes it was about us, we we at least were deluding ourselves to thinking it was about the other person. we we did have that 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 thing. And I think that this has only made it much much better.
2: Tell Plus, me, Finn, I, I think, think anyone...
0: anyone. Go ahead. Oh, please. sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. I was no, just going to say off.
2: anyone who has kids knows that there is no such thing as perfect. But anyway, go ahead, Ryan.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's super necessary to say this idea of perfect and allowing yourself to know that there's always another opportunity, and that's necessary to recall that with children with previous relationships or anything what I'm hearing from you two is yeah we did some mistakes we've made some blunders and yet we still continue to come back to each other to look at the relationship
1: absolutely absolutely yeah I, I one thing is we've been through so many things I think even for this experience we we kind of felt like you know we if we if we've overcome that we can we can overcome anything together and that's one of the things that's always held us together. But like I said, you know the, the great thing about this experience has been that it has only deepened that another, but also taken it to the, to to another level.
2: It's it's definitely the expression of unconditional love and acceptance, and those are not just words to me. In fact, be careful if you speak them because I kind of feel like the universe is going to give you some trials and tribulations to see if you really really mean it. But unconditional love and acceptance—it works. It's hard, but it works with children, and that's really difficult, especially as they get older. The twos are not bad; just wait till the teenage years. And unconditional love and acceptance in a relationship that i have with fair means that what it means is he cannot screw up to the point where i abandon him he has to know and he does know that no matter what i'm here i accept him i love him i'll support him i'm not to say that if someone's in an unhealthy relationship that's like I've been in before, it doesn't play out the same way because safety is important and violence is not okay, but this is a non-violent relationship. This is a very non-violent relationship, but neither one of us expect perfection from the other. What we expect is that we're both working toward the best for the other. So we're both invested in being our best selves to uplift, support, and love the other in all that they are and in all that they are not. Loving them through the imperfection because the compassion that comes out, that humility that comes out is realizing the imperfection in our own self. And once we see how imperfect we are, perfectly imperfect, We can have compassion on all the imperfections of our partner and stay in that loving and accepted place. And to me, that unconditional love and acceptance is the path toward healing in any relationship, whether it's a partnership like this or parent-child relationship. Healing occurs when we're able to see ourselves and the other, even in their most difficult times. And that's just always been a spiritual practice for me is anytime I'm triggered or feel annoyed or angry is I try to say, where can I find this in myself? Because if I look close enough, I can. And when I do, I work on trying to fix that. And it gives me an awful lot of compassion and love for the other and the anger or the annoyance or the agitation just lifts.
1: And I'll, I'll say too, that with unconditional love comes responsibility. We, it, it, Bridget gives me unconditional love, but I also have a responsibility to accept that and respect her and to not take that unconditional love as if it's a blank check, so that that's a healthy relationship where there's responsibility from each partner back and forth of that, that, that unconditional love you know, I, I, again, I want to add too, that I mean, you can give your partner unconditional love, but if they're not responsible with that and it's an unhealthy relationship, then no matter what unconditional love you, you, you give to them that that's not necessarily going to create a healthier relationship, but when you both have the responsibility and the respect for one another to, uh, to hold that and cherish that, that love, that, that accepting love, no matter what you do, that the, the your partner is there for you and is going to love you, then all you can do is wish to be better. I, I want to be better because of the, the unconditional love that that Bridget shares with me. I don't want to disappoint her or let her down even though I know I could go do something that would really disappoint her but it wouldn't end our relationship. I'm not absolutely not going to do that because I can't imagine the pain that I would inflict on her by doing that.
0: This is a poignant opportunity for me to now turn it as I often do. You guys speak so gentle and compassionate to you as a partnership. I'm going to ask you, what are you doing to walk gently for yourself? Not as a selfish way, but just after this experience you had, after this wonderful joint journey, what are you doing now to be compassionate and kind gentle to yourself
1: for me it was clear i was trying to try to do everything because i thought that was going to help everyone if i did everything and solved everyone's problems and worked a lot and did all the the right things that society would tell you were all the right things to do to help other people then that would make everything better and in fact it was not it was, it was also destroying our. Our relationship. What I've done is given myself the permission to not feel like I do have to do everything. It's given myself the permission to let go of things, to not worry as much about the outcome. That doesn't mean I don't want the best outcome possible, but also to understand that I don't, I really don't control everything. And we often delude ourselves into thinking that we can control everything. And I've given microsoft permission to not feel like I need to do that anymore.
0: Bridget?
2: Yeah, you know, for me, it, what I'm doing to take care of myself now is going back to the things that I abandoned so long ago that are really deep parts of myself. So infusing some spiritual practice into it, meditation, just noticing the emotions that I have that come up and noticing them as emotions, you know, they ebb and flow, wait two minutes, and another one will show up. <laughs> so I let that go a long time ago in all the, you know, busyness and also feeling that because we are so different too. So Finn and I are very close, connected, and our relationship is incredible, but we're very different in how we express ourselves our spirituality and how we take care of ourselves and for me it's it's going back to these things that I let go because they were things that we didn't do together and so I've let them go and I didn't realize that when I let them go I let a part of myself go a part of myself that I believe Finn needs and I need to be the best Self, I can be. And so I've done things that some people may find silly, but they're deeply nourishing to me. I've actually completely redid our bedroom to be like basically the entire bedroom is this holy sanctuary and altar. I guess to me, my bedroom is very important for our relationship because, you know, sex is very important to me. It's a part of expression in our relationship, a very important part. And so I, I did that, and that makes me feel so good. In fact, Finn commented on how great the bedroom feels with all the things that I did to change it up. It feels different. Do you think it feels different, Finn, or does it just feel different to me?
1: Oh, no, I, it, it definitely feels different. And I, I, think, I think you bring up a great point because I think there is a big, a big difference in how we do things. You're the really deep one. You're the really fun one. I'm the more generally cerebral, serious person. And I think one of the things, too, that I've given myself permission to is be maybe a little bit more fun, maybe a little less serious.
2: (laughs) Bring it, baby. Bring it. Come on.
0: I'm right. And and, and in, in kind of closing, I don't know how much more fun someone can have after listening to this conversation. You guys pretty, <laughs> you paint a wonderful expression of excitement and doing medicine work together, loving you, loving each other. Each this it one's pretty remarkable.
1: Well, I think it can share too that you, no matter where you, no matter where you come from, or who you are, what your background is, what your experiences, what your expectations are. There's something that I think everyone can can learn from the experience, can can have in an the experience. And just because you may think you're, oh, I'm not into psychedelics or anything like that, or I'm not spiritual or woo And if anyone is not that, that is, that's me. What you can have, really, truly amazing experience, and even though our experiences are different, they're also shared. That's, I think, one of the most amazing things.